Hi, and welcome to Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. If you're wondering what you can do with your degree, you're in the right place. You'll learn top tips and strategies you can apply to build an impactful career and meaningful life. Your host, Dr. Marin Wood, will share evidence-based research so that you can job search the smart way. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Marin Wood. Thank you so much for joining me. Whenever I have the chance to chat with PhDs about their job search, one of the things that they really struggle with is how to network, when to network, and who to network with. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about some of the mistakes I see PhDs making, why we're making these mistakes, and how we can come overcome these networking challenges so that we can be ultimately successful in making a career transition to a meaningful career outside of academia. What I hear from PhDs all the time is, I don't want to network. I'm really bad at self-promotion. Is that you? Do you feel that way about networking? Well, the good news is self-promotion isn't actually part of networking. Just think about how obnoxious and annoying that would be. Like a whole bunch of one-sided conversations where people are just trying to sell the other person something is gross. So that's not what networking is. And I suppose our negative assumptions about networking are, are part of the negative assumption we have in academia and biases about, about business and business culture and community, you know, those negative assumptions about the professional workforce, where we assume that people are just all about selling things and making money. And and that's not at all true. So I think the first mistake I see PhDs make when they go about networking is, is that we don't really understand the purpose and point of networking. And so all of the subsequent mistakes we make, so we make this first mistake of not really understanding the purpose and point of networking. And then we continue to make additional mistakes that flow from that original misconception. So let's talk about what networking actually is. Networking is about three things, building community, exchanging information, and ultimately connecting talent to employers and employment opportunities. Now, if you understand the purpose of networking, then the entire process shifts and your role in networking changes dramatically. So let's think about this. Let's start with community and community building. How do you build a community? Well, first of all, you reach out to people who share something in common, right? Maybe you're building a team and you all play, uh, you know, ultimate Frisbee, or you have children in the same kindergarten, or you're really passionate about uh, women's access to abortion. You know, there are things that draw us together to come together as a community. And it's because we have something in common, a shared interest, a shared passion, and a shared belief. So as part of your networking, you're probably going to begin to develop a couple of different kinds of communities. At the beginning of your job search, you might actually not create an entirely new community. In fact, you'll probably just tap into an existing community, one that, ones that you're already part of, you know, friends or family, clubs, organizations, your alumni network, perhaps again, you're part of a parent group or you belong to a religious organization, but there are people in your life that you're connected to who you sh- share something in common with and they care about you. You know, that's the essence of community. You know, we care about each other. We care about a common cause and we're working together collectively to, you know, achieve something or take care of one another. 
So you're already connected to people who care about you and want you to be successful. Yeah, that's the foundation of our friendships and communities. And people in that community, the people that you're already connected to, they're going to look out for you just as you look out for them. So that's where you're going to begin your networking, right? You don't necessarily have to start out with like networking events or getting online with LinkedIn. You're going to begin to look up and look around and consider all the different communities you're currently involved in, especially communities that are outside of academia and begin to reach out and talk to people in those communities and begin to ask them about their careers, their jobs, and um, opportunities for you to get involved, uh, develop skills and build networks and portfolios. Now, I'm going to tell you that for some people, they do find work directly through their friends and family. This is the extent of their networking. They don't actually have to move much past their initial communities. For most other people, though, it's it's just a starting point, and they have to continue to build and grow and advance in their networks. But Peter, who spoke at our conference this past May, you know, he got his start in marketing through his brother. His brother was chatting with his boss one day, and the boss talked about the need to bring someone into the organization to help them with marketing. And he was describing the role and responsibility and the kind of person he thought would be successful in the role. And Peter's brother was like, oh, yeah. I know a guy who could do that job. It's my brother. Let me, let me connect you and and see if he's a good fit. And Peter ultimately got a job through his brother. So sometimes that happens. Another colleague of mine, Nadini, uh, she's another example of, of a PhD who got a job through her immediate community. So when she began networking, she just reached out to people she already knew. She'd grown up in Austin, Texas, and she wanted to move back to Austin, Texas. So she was reaching out to people she grew up with and um, and people she had not, hadn't necessarily talked to in several years, but they were people who who were part of her, of her original community. They were, they were friends and family and people who shared a commonality with her. They went to high school together. And, um, one of her friends from, from childhood put her in touch with, with someone in her network and, um, Nadini met Ross and, and they had a conversation and he eventually hired her as a consultant. So, you know, you can get work opportunities by just tapping into people that you already know, you know, connecting with people through Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, who you already know and who already care about you. And they can begin to connect you to other people who are part of their communities. And that can really open doors and opportunities for you. But for most PhDs, let me be honest, that's not the extent of their networking. That's just the beginning. Their immediate network isn't enough to help them land a new opportunity. Uh, And the reason is that, you know, people in our own networks might not be connected to the kinds of opportunities we're interested in pursuing, or they just might not live in the city where we want to live in. The other place where I see PhDs start is on the alumni network, and that's great. Reaching out to people who graduated from your university or from your department or PhDs who who share your academic discipline, who have now gone into non-academic careers, that's a really great place to start. But again, it's not enough. Because there's a lot of reasons why you want to move past an alumni network. And one of them is my, is is that, you know, your department maybe in the past hasn't done a very good job of supporting PhDs and finding non-academic careers. So you might be actually just kind of by focusing on jobs that people have, you might actually just be replicating, you know, really bad career exploration and job search advice and where you could actually do better if you are more strategic and cast a net a little bit further. The other thing, of course, to keep in mind about alumni networks and their limitation is that a job for one PhD in history is not a job for every PhD in history. 
I would absolutely hate working in an archive. And in fact, today, our archives usually hire people with masters of information library sciences. They don't tend to hire historians. So, you know, or public history, right? I don't do public history. So that's not a job for me. There are so many different opportunities for people with our talents and skills that just because one PhD and your program landed in that career doesn't mean it's going to be a right for you. I'm an entrepreneur, but that doesn't mean this is the right career path for many PhDs who come out of history. So you can start with your PhD alumni and you can start with your immediate friends and family, but don't limit your career exploration to just those first couple of communities that you're already a part of. Very quickly in your networking, you'll want to start building a network with people who work in careers of interest. And I I tend to call these people practitioners. So you want to connect with people who have jobs you want to have, um, practitioners in the career field of interest to you. And so many PhDs miss this. You know, when I talk to them about how they're networking, they'll focus on like, well, I'm talking to my friends and family, or they're not networking, or they're leaping right to trying to connect with like recruiters and hiring managers, rather than connecting with practitioners in their career field. And if you're just kind of leaping right towards like, well, who can hire me? You know, then networking becomes transactional. It ceases to be about building community, exchanging information, and connecting talent to to career opportunities. You've just gone immediately to who can hire me. And, And so you're missing a huge component of the purpose and point of networking. Now, I don't want to discount networking with recruiters. It's just that we have to understand that that becomes a very transactional relationship, right? Um, They can provide very valuable information to job seekers about, um, you know, the hiring process or what um, employers look for when they're hiring candidates, you know, how they're evaluating candidates for positions. But you're going to miss out on a, on a lot more information that you're going to need in order to be successful and ultimately landing a job if all you're doing is trying to talk to the people who are making hiring decisions. Because think about community again. Community is when you're connecting to people who share a common interest. And networking with practitioners allows you to gather really important information about careers of interest. That's what you share in common. So you can make an informed decision about what you'd like to try next. You know, let's say you're trying to, you think you might want to move into data science. Well, that's just a huge field, right? Do you want to work in healthcare, finance, ed tech? Do you want to work in a big company or a small one? Do you want to wear a suit or, or do you want to work where people play ping pong? You know, what are the best data science boot camps to help you learn to be, to be a successful data scientist? And do you even need to go to one? What is a good starting salary? How do you know if you're going to be lowballed? Do you already have the right skills or do you, you actually need to be retrained? What do people find energizing or rewarding about their jobs in data science? And do you find rewarding? What are the major industry trends that you should be thinking about or keeping in mind? What is it like to interview for a data science position in healthcare or at a small tech company or at a large company? You see where I'm going with this. Practitioners and your community are critical for helping you gather information, the the second really important piece of networking. And knowledge is power, right? All of these questions you have about careers of interest, the best people to answer them for you are practitioners who are working in your career field. And now you're probably saying like, but now I'm going to be a bother to these people. But again, community is about connecting with other people. It's about sharing resources and information and you're a resource. If I can help my colleague find a really great data scientist, well, you know, now my colleague 
you know, he owes me one because I helped him find really great talent. So I'm actively building my network with other practitioners in the field. I want to learn from them. I want to hear what they're doing. I want to learn what's going on in their organizations. I want to keep a vibrant network so that if I need a job, other people can help me find one. Plus, you know, I want to be connected to people who are doing really interesting and cool things. And the other piece of this is I want to pay it forward. I will most likely have gotten a job or my current job through networking. I know that this is an important aspect of my citizenship as part of my professional community. And so I want to give back. There are so many reasons why people will talk to you and help you. And it's all of the reasons why people help you in your current current communities. Once you move into your implementation stage of your job search, that's when you've narrowed down your job search to a single career field of interest. It's going to be your network of practitioners that's really going to help you connect to opportunities. So at the discovery stage, your networking will really be focusing on learning more about career opportunities, what energizes people, and really getting the lay of the land for the professional workforce. So talk to everybody, right? Talk to your alumni network, talk to friends and family, and then from there, move into the research stage where you're evaluating opportunities that align with your values, interests, and skills. And that's when you're going to want to move into talking to practitioners in a variety of different career fields to learn more about them, to learn what the, what the skills are that are necessary to be successful, to evaluate how much retraining you're going to need, etc. Like that's what you're going to do at this research stage. And then once you you know, gather all of this information, you're going to evaluate it and you're going to choose one career that you'd like to try next because, you know, building a a community of new people is going to take a lot of time and energy. And you can't do that for all the careers of interest. You're just going to have to choose one and you're going to have to get a portfolio, learn the language of employers, probably do some retraining. And again, you can't do that for multiple career fields. So it's really important that you choose one career you'd like to try next. And then at the implementation stage, your networking shifts to to being focused primarily on practitioners in your career field and people who work at organizations of interest. Because at that stage, you're really talking about what you can do for, for companies and organizations. You're letting people know about your talent, your skills, and that you're interested in an opportunity and you're looking for a way that you can help grow uh, and and help an organization succeed. So this becomes the exchange. Your value is in that you're a problem solver and you have this great skill set and you're just looking for the right organization where you can leverage those skills to help people be successful. Again, the community piece, not about self-promotion. It's about, tell me about your problems. What are the challenges in your organization? Let me tell you what I'm up to. Let me tell you what I'm learning about. Yeah, I'm really looking for an opportunity where I can make that connection between myself and an employer the right connection where they need me and I'm a right alignment for their culture. And this is going to be a good fit. And we're going to have a productive working relationship, right? We're going to be part of a great work team, work culture, work community. Again, that community piece is just so important to professional workspaces. Now, when you're looking for a job, what generally happens when a company is hiring is that they're going to ask employees to help get the word out. So a data scientist at one company will post on their own LinkedIn network that their company is hiring, right? Like, for example, I'm connected to someone who works at Duolingo and she is always posting job opportunities that are open in her, in her company, in her organization. So this is what happens. You're going to connect to data scientists and they're going to see job postings in their network, probably from other data scientists and boom, right? That's how you're actually going to learn about jobs. 
people in your network, the practitioners will be posting that they have a, they're hiring a colleague, you know, who wants to come work here. And you'll have spoken to that person and you'll know them, right? You'll have gone to networking events or you'll have spoken with them in an informational interview and you're connected with them on LinkedIn. And now you see the opportunity. And so you can, you can message them and be like, Hey, that's so cool. Um, I'd be really excited to, to apply for this position. Um, you know, can I ask you a few questions as I prepare my application? You have that inside connection now, which is awesome. Now, maybe you're not connected to the person who posts the job, but what's happening because you're building your network is that you've got spies out there who are looking for opportunities for you. So let's say Jenna posts a job and you and Jenna are both connected to Eric. You don't know Jenna, but you both know Eric. So Eric tags you in a comment on LinkedIn and says, Hey, did my friend Jenna here is hiring. Check out this post. You'd be terrific at it. So now Jenna pings Eric. Cool. You know, that person you recommended for this job just applied. What do you know about them? And then Eric is like, oh, you know, it's really awesome. I've been chatting with them, doing a little bit of mentoring. They're they're really cool. They've got an anthropology background. Uh, they're just coming out of their PhD program. And I think they make a really great UX researcher. You know, they've just been learning so much about the career field. They're a little new, but I think you should definitely give them a chance. Now you have a personal connection and an informal ref- referral for a position. And that's going to go a long way, right? That's going to get your resume out of the pile. And it's going to get you in front of Jenna uh, in an interview. See how important this is networking and doing it correctly. And just shifting your mindset to be like, right, I actually need to know who Brian is. I need to know who Eric is. I got to find out who Jenna is. I need to know these people so that they're referring me to uh, positions that are open because that's how I'm actually going to get the job. If you're not networking strategically, that is moving past the community where you're currently at and networking with practitioners in a career field of interest in the city or town you want to work in, you are missing out on the main way people get jobs. 85% of jobs are filled through networking and referral, right? Finally, think about all the information you'll be gathering through your conversations with people in your new community. You'll understand what hiring managers look for. You'll understand how employers talk about skills and responsibilities. You might even land consulting or part-time work to help you build a portfolio to ultimately get your first full-time job. I see that happen all the time for PhDs. So now let's say you see a job online and you don't have a personal connection to that company. What you've gained is knowledge through your networking, insider knowledge, the kind of information that can help you write a killer resume and cover letter, and then nail the interview if you get that opportunity. All right, so now I hope I've convinced you that you have to be networking and that networking is not about self-promotion. It's about making new friends. (laughs) Well, all right, how do you go about doing this? Well, informational interviews are a great place to start. And there's lots of resources online about informational interviews. So I'm not going to bore you with them here on the podcast. Um, And we also provide scripts and supports in our courses to help people get started with networking. You want to be active on LinkedIn, connecting with people and sharing resources. And again, that's something that we talk about a lot in our courses. And there's lots of other resources available for you to check out. You'll want to start attending meetups, either virtual or in person. And the best meetups are small ones where people show up month to month and get to know each other, because that way you'll be able to build those kind of connections and friendships uh, by reconnecting with people on a regular basis. Now, just think about networking as making new friends, right? You know how to make new friends. You've already built connections through, through your work in academia. So now it's time to do the same thing, but for a new career field. And think about it. You're moving right? You're leaving academia 
And just like when you move cities, you have to make new friends. It's the same thing with networking, right? So if you move from Chicago to Denver, maybe your cousin knows someone here and can introduce you and you go have coffee with them in Denver. Well, that's one meeting. And if you want to be friends with that new person, you're going to have to follow up. And that's just one person, right? That one person isn't going to be like your only friend in Denver. That's not going to be enough. So you're going to need to be strategically getting involved in new communities, you know, signing up for the soccer league or getting involved um, in a community outreach or, you know, talking to your neighbors. Like you're going to have to start building that new community to make new friends in a new city. It's the same thing, right? When you're leaving academia, you're moving from Chicago to Denver, you're moving into a new town. You can start by leveraging the connections you already have, you know, your cousin who can introduce you to somebody who, to have coffee with, but then you're going to have to put yourself out there and connect with people who work in careers of interest and really build that new community. And through your community, you'll gather information and ultimately connect with an opportunity that will help land you your first full-time job. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com and sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.